Welcome to Real Money Talks. Real strategies from the money makers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmire. Hi, this is Laurel. Welcome back to Laurel's Real Money Talks. This is a podcast about making money, keeping money, investing it, and doing it with a team. This conversation today is about the reason to make it, the reason to become wealthy so you can give back enormously. And uh, the gentleman I have on the call today just got back from Vietnam, has the most extraordinary, not only story about his life, but why this, uh, I'm going to say mission that he's on, is so near and dear to his heart. So, Dr. Trent, welcome to Laurel's Real Money Talks. Hey, thanks so much, Laurel, for the invite. Well, first, tell us a little bit about you, who you are as a doctor in Southern California. What do you do? Sure, sure. I am a board-certified physician. I am uh, focused on uh, education and health education mainly, so I'm a a public speaker. This year alone in 2019, I have around uh, 200 lectures that I am scheduled for, and so it's pretty crazy. I uh, am speaking almost every day. I'm in the community, and my goal is uh, to educate the public on the importance of prevention, preventive health. And uh, aside from that, I have a team of researchers uh, actively conducting clinical trials for brain health uh, conditions uh, such as uh, depression or anxiety or migraines, anything related to the brain and Alzheimer's uh, treatment and prevention as well is the, uh, the other hat that I wear. Awesome. I know you're very humble about your work, but you're doing really, really significant studies in that space and also how it's related to cannabis and you know, right. CBD and just how that all will support. So I just wanted to put that into the background of our conversation, but let's move forward. Let's talk about Tongue Out. How did you come up with the idea, the name, the charity, its purpose? Yeah, so it's an interesting name. And it is. It's partially maybe because I'm a little crazy sticking my tongue out. But what we do is we take uh, groups of volunteers uh, around the world. This year, I have been to Haiti back in March. We just got back from Vietnam about a week and a half ago where I took a group of physicians, nurses, lots of high schoolers, uh, students, and college students as well to Vietnam. And uh, in Vietnam... We did uh, around 258 eye surgeries for the blind. Those who uh, have developed cataracts in Vietnam and uh, are unable to pay for their cataract surgeries, actually. It's funny because uh, here, we don't even think twice. If we have cataracts, we uh, go and we get it fixed. Medicare pays for it. In Vietnam, when you turn 65, there is no Medicare and uh, so you don't have this backup insurance. So uh, a lot of our seniors uh, in Vietnam, when they develop cataracts, they either have cash to fix it or they actually go blind. And uh, there's a lot of blind folks as a result in the uh, the farmlands and rural areas. So uh, our team um, basically help fund and uh, and our ophthalmologists uh, go and, uh, and they conduct these eye surgeries at no cost for our patients. Uh, in Vietnam. And believe it or not, what's interesting is in Vietnam, we can give the gift of vision to a blind person for $38. 
That's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's just like, jaw dropping. Yeah. Yeah, it's you know it's less than a month of Starbucks coffee. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Right, but on on top of that, we um, we go and we visit leprosy centers in Vietnam. Uh, leprosy still exists in the third world, believe it or not. Um, we only hear about in the Bible and biblical times, but leprosy is alive and well in uh, the third world, uh, specifically in Vietnam. What happens is, uh, although the government gives you the medication to take for leprosy, by the time you're actually given that diagnosis of leprosy, it's kind of late because your your fingers have fallen off and your feet have fallen off. The damage has already been done uh, because people don't know what leprosy is until it's late. So despite the fact that you get your medications and you're eradicated from leprosy, if your fingers and toes have already fallen off, the government will still put you in these colonies and you're not allowed to leave until you uh, until you die. Uh, so what Tongue Out does is we take our volunteers into these colonies and we simply just spend time with uh, our patients with leprosy. We give them hugs. We take selfies with our iPhones with them. And <laughs> we're there. Yeah, we're there to kind of validate them that they're not forgotten. We're there to let them know that there's a God who loves them and that uh, that we love them as well. And that that sense of human touch, that hug, is very validating to a patient who, uh, who has leprosy because nobody else wants to touch them. There's still the taboo, right? If you're a touch patient, you'll get leprosy. So, yes, yeah, so we purposely go and, and give every leper a hug in Vietnam. We did that twice this year. So that's uh, another project that we did about a week and a half ago. Other things we do is uh, we do medical clinics for the poor community. We do food distribution. We uh, delivered a, a large water filtration system to provide fresh drinking water up in the highlands of Vietnam and installed it in a, an elementary school uh, up there so that the kids will have some fresh drinking water. And, uh, and every time we go, we always go to orphanages because we simply love kids whether it's to uh, Peru, uh, which is, uh, we have a team going to Peru next month. We have a team going to Oaxaca, Mexico in November. Or whether we're in Haiti or, or Vietnam, we always go to uh, orphanages. And uh, we do arts and crafts. We teach English. We uh, have a good number of, of different events for our kids. So when we, we go to the third world, uh, most of the time we don't speak the language. So when I was in Haiti, we don't speak Creole. They speak kind of like an off French uh, Creole. When we're in Vietnam, most of our uh, volunteers don't speak Vietnamese. Or when we're in Peru, we don't necessarily speak uh, speak Spanish. So what? But we do have a lot of fun with these kids who have no parents. So arts, crafts, and a lot of it is sign language. A lot of it is nonverbal. And part of that having fun is sticking our tongues out. <laughs> so so we stick yeah. our tongues out they stick our tongues out and and so i called it tongue out <laughs> kind of weird yeah, yeah i love it so i want to hear just and i know you have a, a big backstory but talk about why i mean you were born in vietnam you came here in a very turbulent time um, yes. i actually heard that story during fundraiser and i want to talk about fundraising for those listening because this is a pretty international podcast people are listening from all over the world so 
your opportunity, and I'm going to have... Uh, actually, why don't you give the website now tongue out? I mean, if it's something that's near and dear to your heart or speaks to you um, to give any donations. So we'll come back to the fundraising, but go ahead and give the website. And sure. then I want to hear your story and Definitely. how you got here. Yeah. Definitely. The, our website is basically tongue out, which is all one word. Just like sticking your tongue out, tongueout.org, O-R-G. And uh, you can see our projects on there. Uh, you can donate on there. You can see our board of advisors and, and those who are involved, our doctors and nurses. But more, uh, if you want to see it more actively, go to Facebook and find Tongue Out. We're more active on there. When we're on our trips, I put it on Facebook Live for uh, our viewers and fans to, to follow. But uh, let me tell you quickly my story. If you remember the Vietnam War, the war ended in uh, April 30th, 1975. And on April 30th, 1975, I was actually a, a five-year-old boy. And I quite clearly remember the war, and I remember the end of the war. I remember on April 29th, which is a day before the end of the war, I remember being on the tarmat, being on the tarmat of the Saigon Airport. It was a gray, drizzly day. And I remember hearing the shooting, the mortars, the, the gunfire all around us uh, because it was one day before the end of the war. And, uh, and so they were fighting basically uh, street to street, uh, house to house, they were shooting. And I was with my siblings. I was the oldest of five. My sister was three. My other sister was two years old. And my brother was three months old. And mom was with us. And it was very uh, turbulent time. So we were on the tarmac of the airport. And I recall watching these large, large black helicopters landing in front of us. And they were American helicopters. I don't know if you know the word Chinook. Uh, they're kind of like these little pickled-looking helicopters with two large rotors. And these large helicopters were, uh, were flying and landing in front of us. It was really windy because uh, these large propellers, we had nothing to protect us. It was very loud because these helicopters were, were huge and loud. We had no ear protection. Uh, but when these helicopters landed, the back of the helicopter would come down. And I would watch groups of people, groups of, of Vietnamese run into the helicopters and, and to the back. And the back would uh, close and the helicopter would take off. And another helicopter would land. And at, at some point, one large helicopter landed in front of us. The back came down and, and we were told to run into the helicopter. So I, I grabbed my, my three-year-old sister's hand and started running. My mom grabbed my two-year-old sister with one hand and my three-month-old uh, sister, a brother, with her, her other hand. And we, we ran into the back of a Chinook helicopter. I remember watching a serviceman with a gun at the right side. There was two rows of seats. I ran in, sat on the left side of uh, the, the seats and buckled up. And again, it was one day before the end of the war. And if you've ever seen these war documentaries on Vietnam and, and the final days, that was basically me. I um, was one of the, the lucky kids uh, who was five years old at the time to uh, be rescued on a U.S. helicopter. I remember the, uh, the helicopter just kind of taking off, uh, lifting off and watching the city of Saigon. And as it got higher, I saw the jungles, the green jungles of Saigon around me. 
I remember the uh, helicopter flying over the ocean, over the water. I had no clue where this helicopter was going. Oh, I was just going to ask you, yeah, say, tell, tell a little bit where, what happened when you landed and the gentleman that uh, you acknowledged you yes. know, at the fundraiser in the gala? Yeah, Definitely, definitely. So this helicopter landed on an aircraft carrier called the USS Midway. And um, what's interesting is that the Midway is now parked in San Diego, California. And so on April 29th, 1975, I was standing on deck of uh, the Midway. I saw other Vietnamese helicopters trying to land and um, their family would take off the helicopter. Um, the pilot gets off the helicopter and I watch people push these Vietnamese helicopters overboard into the ocean. These million dollar machines, I'm sure, simply because there was no space for additional helicopters. And, and that was kind of my start. Um, we eventually went over to the island of Guam. From the island of Guam, we uh, were essentially war refugees. We didn't have any way to, to enter the States until we had a uh, sponsor. So we were in Guam for a few months. Eventually, we were told we had a sponsor, and the sponsor was the church. It was actually my first introduction to Christianity and God. I was Buddhist all my life. But because we had a sponsor, we were flown from the island of Guam to uh, El Toro Air Base in Orange County, California. I, you remember stepping off the, uh, the plane uh, with a bunch of other refugees. We were completely empty-handed. We had no luggage, no suitcase. I remember hopping on these, these black buses. And, uh, and so these buses took us refugees from El Toro Air Base down to um, Oceanside, where a large marine base was there called Camp Pendleton. And so what happens is that we lived in uh, a whole bunch of tents called Tent City. And as refugees, we were living in Tent City for, uh, for quite some time before uh, we left Camp Pendleton. But let me tell you a really interesting story about Tent City. Tent City was built in a week. And Tent City was built by a group of Marines. They built it 24-7 in about 7 to 10 days. And they were told they had about a week to build Tent City because there are large groups of refugees is, is heading their way. And Tent City eventually housed over 20,000 refugees that went through the evacuation process. So we did our... Laura, you spoke at our uh, Tongue Out Gala fundraising event a few weeks ago. Yeah. And at that event, and thank you, by the way, it was a, had a great talk uh, and very educational, Laura, to our, to our group. But at that event, I had the privilege of introducing the, the man who built Tent City back in 1975. His name was Colonel Tom McCohen who I think back then was probably a major, uh, but, but he was in charge of a group of Marines, and, uh, and he was charged with the task of, in a week or so, building an entire city of, made of tents uh, with infrastructure for refugees like myself. And, uh, and so we were so grateful at that event to introduce Colonel Tom Cohen. I think as, as a refugee 
myself uh, from a war and uh, as an immigrant uh, i can't tell you how grateful we are for our veterans and how grateful we are just for the united states of america for the opportunity to have freedom of speech to have opportunity to have freedom of uh, and opportunities to be educated and uh, and work hard and and study and uh, hopefully to become successful and that's how tongue out got started tongue out got started because it is it is how we give back yeah. from the from the freedom that we have uh, to escape from the war, uh, especially myself as a five-year-old boy. And uh, and I'm giving back through Tongue Out, and I take volunteers to, to come and give back as well. And so thanks for being part of it, Laura. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate the invitation, and you said you've been part of our community, and we're going to continue to grow. Let's talk about the uh, integrated health and wealth. In my journey, I'm, you know, I'm calling this like chapter eight, right? So right. everybody has chapters in their life, right? That whole uh, transition from Vietnam to Pendleton, you know, is another chapter for you. And we all have chapters. And my, you know, my background is health, master's in excess physiology. And I love the cannabis, the hemp, the CBD space. I love what it's going to do to heal people. So right. about a year ago when we met, you know, expanded my integrated wealth systems to integrated health and wealth. And so, Doc, you and I are going to be doing right. a series of workshops um, that will have, you know, clearly uh, tongue out there as a, a charity and a place to give back. And, you know, and our, our give back always uh, with our community has been financial literacy for kids. So when parents join, they get to bring their kids to get financially literate and start that conversation in the household, which rarely happens. So talk about how, you know, how you see that integration. That's kind of how I see it. You know, and I also want to get more involved in your CBD council. I mean, you're involved in so much that is affecting <laughs> so many lives. So talk about how you see the integration of uh, the many things you're doing. Definitely, definitely. I believe in the concept of uh, what I call PPP. They're kind of anonyms. But PPP for myself stands for purpose, passion, and lastly, profits. Profits not because you want to make a ton of money, but profits because in reality, we need money to fulfill our purpose and our passion in life. Whatever that purpose we set for ourselves, for our organization, for our family, for our company, it needs to be driven with passion, right, to, to move that forward. But it also needs to be funded. Yeah. In real life, you need money to fulfill your purpose and your passion. How I wrap this into life is I use... You know, my, my purpose and my passion is to give back. And I do that through Tongue Out, through uh, my nonprofit. But at the same time, I need to fund my purpose and passion. I need to pay for the eye surgeries. I need to uh, to fund the wells that we build in Vietnam and uh, to build schools and elementary schools and, and different locations around the world. That funding needs profits. That's the last P. And, and Laura, quite frankly, Integrated Health and Wealth plays a huge role in teaching financial literacy, teaching financial IQ to help the community, to help your community and our community and uh, create wealth with the simple purpose of giving back, of fulfilling that PPP with that. So it's a, it's a great match and, and we love it and, uh, and we love your community as well. So those of you that are listening from around the world, uh, stay tuned. I'm going to talk about one more thing. If you have any questions in my podcast, you can always go to asklaurel, A-S-K-L-O-R-A-L.com. Ask questions, make a request. 
Um, again, we'll put in the podcast show notes, uh, again, the Tongue Out website, and how you can get involved. And in I request you to stay connected to both of us, stay connected to our emails and our invitations when we start our series. But also, let's talk about our bigger plan that we're just starting to talk about for next year, is we have a big table community, a lot of folks who you know, love the financial mission, and obviously, health and wealth are they go together. You're not going to have wealth for very long without your health and vice versa. So let's talk about some of the ideas of uh, you've been brewing on my mind. And then you text me what last week and said, let's take a group to Vietnam. <laughs> yes. Yes. Let's go and fulfill both charity work, giving back. And at the same time, let's incorporate our mission of, uh, of financial IQ education and possibly product sourcing in Vietnam as well. So we go back to Vietnam at least twice a year. And I would love to take Big Table. I would love to take your community to come visit our leper patients, to come watch eye surgeries, to be involved with us in our medical clinics, and to just love on orphans and children with us. I would love to, to take you back to Vietnam and the community back to Vietnam with the purpose of giving back. I mean, none of us die bring in our bank account. So we have a responsibility and I have a responsibility to figure out what I want to do with my life. Uh, we're going to live once and I want to be able to give back in some way. And we do that through our, our vehicle of, uh, of Tongue Out, which is a 501c3 nonprofit. But when we go back and I want to take a big table back, when we go back, let's also add an aspect of financial literacy, financial education, maybe some some masterminding events uh, as we're traveling and giving back. And, and let's go visit some expos uh, together. Let's visit uh, and check out possible uh, sourcing of, um, of products, uh, whether you're selling on Amazon or whether you have your own brick and mortar business. We can, I'm well connected in Vietnam with uh, manufacturing we're well connected with, with different vendors and sourcing material and including uh, shipping as well uh, internationally. And we can certainly give you a tour and we can do that uh, with our big table uh, folks yep. as a group. So that'll be fun. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I am too. And we have, you know, like I had mentioned prior to our call, we have uh, big table clients in Australia, uh, another Sheila who's in Boston, also in Hong Kong. And they take you more on the manufacturing side. So not just selecting the product, but if you have a product, where do you get it manufactured? So I think we can put together yes. quite an interesting international tour to just create a whole nother experience for those who not only want to be in the give back side, but uh, add the business trip to it on the other side. Yes. We'll uh, get very connected. So we have got to wrap up one more time. I want you to give the tongue out website and um, just uh, sure. final word. Definitely, definitely. Uh, our website again is tongueoutoneword.org is our website. You can connect with us through there. You can donate through there and or you can go on Facebook and look up Tongue Out and uh, you'll find us on there. I think we got about 30,000 followers on, on Facebook. We're also on Instagram as well. But again, uh, I want to thank you for the opportunity to uh, come and chat about Tongue Out uh, because we are about 
uh, not just making money, but giving back to our community and having a purpose uh, to all that. And I'm looking forward to taking Big Table to Vietnam next year. We will provide translators. We will provide guided tours for Big Table. We'll take you to our uh, our expos. Uh, as you know, Vietnam is up and coming and developing a great relationship with the U.S. Uh, when you go to the store now, you'll see a lot of stuff made from Vietnam due to a, a lower labor cost than, uh, than China now. And uh, we want to ex- give you exposure to uh, the opportunities to invest and look for products and talk to manufacturers and develop relationships with businesses in Vietnam. So it will be a tongue out plus event. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you. And those of you listening, uh, stay in touch. Again, you can go to asklaurel.com, ask any question, make a request and stay tuned. Stay on our connection star this uh, showcase this podcast as one that you will pass on to friends pass it through social media and get more and more people involved in uh, in this mission so doc thanks for being on and the rest thank of you, you will be back on world's real money talks next week god bless thanks for listening to the real money talks podcast your host has been Laurel Langmire, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View. Want to learn more about off-Wall Street investing, tax strategies, and multi-million dollar business strategies? Visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast for past episodes, show notes, and resources. For some special wealth-building gifts only for Laurel's podcast listeners, visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast gifts. Do you have a burning question for Laurel? Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question, and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week.